She's a Super Geek is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. You're listening to episode 70 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. I'm Emily. And on today's episode, my co-host Senda and our guests are continuing our steampunk journey in Genesis from Fantasy Flight Games. Our GM is Katrina Ostrander, the story manager at Fantasy Flight, who also helped write this system. A note for our patrons. Since Patreon has said that they are sorry for the changes that they tried to make, we will be staying with Patreon for the time being. This week's very special patrons are Chris Anderson and Eric Bontz. Thank you both so much. In the last episode, myself, Senda, and our special guest Miriam all left Lady Celine's gala when the mysterious Dr. Petrova kidnapped Constance, a common-born girl gifted with magic, normally only found in nobles. Arriving in the poor area of town known as the Squalor, Lady Allison Castleton found herself out of place in a new, rather pungent area. The investigator Cordelia Scarborough flipped her ball gown into the disguise of a man, complete with fake mustache, and the ruffian goalie was able to connect with someone who told them where the good Dr. Petrova's laboratory is. Yes, some of these streets you see are quite narrow. In fact, your bustle may have a difficult time getting through. Well, it's certainly coming with me. Lead on. <laughs> well, I wasn't saying I was going to take it off. I mean, if I was, it certainly wouldn't be in the middle of the street uh, with a young woman's life at stake. Excuse me? Excuse what? me? <laughs> this please, way. Please tell me we're walking while this is happening. Yes. yes. <laughs> Walk and talk. I've, yes. Got, I've got like my cane and I'm like, this way. <laughs> and I just have pistol at the ready. Okay. You're uh, leading the way, kind of darting from alleyway to alleyway. You see some gangs of levelers kind of walking and talking about how they want to teach those nobility a lesson or two and bring them down to their level. Ha. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's where the name comes from. Level. And I just give you the most incredulous look of, really? It took you this long? I thought you were smart. But Goli is able to kind of keep you guys away from the gangs and lead you directly to the warehouse. And it isn't long before you guys are able to, you recognize the car that had been driving away before. And there is a trail of blood making its way from the vehicle through a large garage door. It's a double doors and it's appears that it might be locked. Otherwise, there are windows. The warehouse seems to be um, two or three stories tall. There are a couple of windows on the second floor, metal grating in them to keep them like from being bashed in. And on the third floor, it's kind of gabled upward. It's sort of an attic. There are windows that have appeared to have been painted black from the inside to prevent anyone from seeing inside. And at the very top of the roof, there is a lightning rod 
There's several actually, and as the storm overhead begins to brew, you can hear distant thunder and flashes of lightning in the distance kind of breaking through the haze of the squalor, kind of get a chill down your spine just looking at this creepy warehouse. And there's also, as you guys are looking around it, there are a couple of window wells around the base suggesting a possible basement. And there are several empty crates around the perimeter with the hay that you kind of noticed before Cordelia. And the mark of the of the king's army? Royal army supplies. These seem to be potentially left over from the Great War. Ah, so now I understand what the good doctor was speaking with the uh, governor about. It seems someone has been uh, skimming from the king's own. I spit and say a word that just sounds like gibberish, but it's probably some really nasty word in another, in a colony language. Here's the plan. We get captured. (laughs) We are not pulling a leenic in this game. No, I'm actually getting very, I'm very serious. Keep going. Out of all of us, she probably expects me to be able to follow her. She will not necessarily be expecting the two of you. So let's find out where Dr. Petrova is. I will go in, pistol blazing, sword at the ready, and distract her. And you shall go in and get the the Miss Constance and most likely uh, my Dr. Walton as well to safety. Wait, Dr. Walt, there's another person? This is where I assume she has taken her. Um, You see, Dr. Petrova is my Dr. Walton's uh, estranged wife, and they were working together on something Dr. Walton felt it was unethical and left the project. But she has not come home in several days, and um, I'm, I'm very worried, and I believe that she is, yes, here after Dr. Petrova's, uh, smirking and, 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 and being mean at the party. <laughs> I, I stop and say, do you know why they, uh, why Petrova would kidnap Constance and Walton? I assume Dr. Walton is to help with whatever devious experiment she is experimenting upon, and perhaps she needs Constance for her gifted abilities. Does Dr. Walton have any gifts of her own? Well, she is an extremely talented doctor. Any any gifts? The gift? Does oh, she have the gift? Uh, not not to my knowledge. Hmm. I suppose anything's possible. Can they be forced to use their gifts even if they don't want to? I don't know. Constance just told me that she actually has the gift of fire specifically, which is tends to be very uncontrollable. It seems like that may have something to do with why she is specifically here. I mean, other than the fact that she was significantly easier to kidnap than, you know, someone people would notice was gone. Cat, I want to sniff the empty crates. How can you smell anything down here? <laughs> Does it smell like gunpowder is my question. Can I aid? Yeah, so that sounds like, depending on what kind of check you want to do, that could be a knowledge science check. Or an alchemy check. I think knowledge science would be best. I have two ranks in it. And you're going to get your uh, your trusty bloodhound goalie to assist you. <laughs> I spend so much time in the dump. If, if this goes well, perhaps I will take on a, an apprentice. <laughs> so one blue for her. Mm-hmm. Two yellow, two green. This is going to be formidable. So four difficulty dice because you're trying to smell something that 
might not have been there in a long time, and if it had been stored in the crates, it would have been bottled up, presumably. So trying to sniff it amidst all the other odors of the squalor is going to be difficult indeed. Oh, that is uh, two successes and four advantages. Wow. Killing it. So um, I would like not only to sniff... But I kind of I I I lick um, something. <laughs> I sniff first, and I'm like gunpowder. And then I like lick some, like put my fingers in it and lick it, and I'm like, I can't think of another explosive thing off the top of my head. <laughs> Dynamite. C three, <laughs> which is made out of gunpowder. Gun <laughs> um, fuses. Some of the chemicals that you're able to smell include. Tetroleum, which is the primary fuel source that is kind of the miracle fuel powering their steampunk renaissance. And in another crate, you're able to get whiffs of menthanols and methanols, both of which you identify as fluids used in embalming. I sniff and I'm like, oh, yes, tetroleum. And then I, I go and I, I kind of sniff at the other crate and then I, and then I, I lick something and I'm like embalming there is this trail of blood i mean clearly we should now act quickly you seem to be the brains of this operation what do we do i completely forgot there was a trail of blood (laughs) i'm a pretty good crack shot most of the time so if you need me to snipe i can do that i'm not sure i understand how getting you captured helps us get anyone out what are your gifts I've seen people teleport stuff. Tell us about your magic. I do not have that gift, unfortunately. I um may be able to help protect you, or I may be able to um, attack a-, a little bit. I mean, I'm very new to this. We're not really supposed to be practicing, you know, without uh, sponsorship and 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 attendance at the collegium. But um, I have learned a little bit. My lady, look around where you are. Yes, well, uh, what I am telling you is that I can do some very basic protections, some very basic attack spells. Perhaps you can protect the captives. If we get in. Where does the trail of blood enter the, the warehouse? There is a small kind of like employee's entrance, so to speak, within one of the double garage doors, and it leads through there. You think that someone with sufficient strength might be able to push the door open... Normally, these kinds of things are locked. There's also windows that are kind of high set, but they are all around the first floor. Um, you could probably put some crates, stack some crates to you know, get up over it. You just have no idea what's on the other side. Can we stack a crate and look before mm-hmm. we Yes. Yeah. So who's going to be doing the looking? Who is the most perceptive of our bunch, I guess? I have two ranks in perception. I also have an ability that lets me remove setback dice. I have that same ability, but I don't have the ranks. Haha, I shall look. Go ahead, and um, this is going to be an average check. There would have been setback dice for the fact that like, you're trying to peek through a cloudy window, and it's dark inside, but you have keen eyes, and you have a knack for it. So two purples. Four successes. As you are surveying Jeez. the interior of the warehouse, this is what you see. You see many more crates stacked up, mostly in the center of the warehouse. The sides on along one wall, you see cells, metal bars arrayed so that there's multiple cells on one side. There are animals trapped in some of these cells, dogs that look far too like 
they're misshapen almost. They don't look like proper animals. You're also able to see there is a freight elevator far end of the warehouse on the opposite side of the doors and the lift seems to have been used and it is not on this floor. And you are also able to see close to the elevator there are also flimsy kind of circular stairs that go up and down. Can I see the blood? Yes, the blood goes around some of the crates and heads over to the freight elevator. And also by the blood, you're able to see that they seem to be dragging something through the hay and dust of the floor. To take an educated guess, they're probably on the third floor. Why would they have gone to the basement? The sky begins to rumble and you hear the lightning storm moving closer and a drizzle begins to rain down on you and strengthens into a regular rain. There is an elevator that has gone somewhere else. I can't see what level the elevator's on. No, but hey, when we push, when we, when we bring it back, once we get inside, we should be able to tell if it's coming from up or down. But that would alert someone. The elevator is not a quiet thing. It's probably one of those, like, cagey kind of elevators in a steampunky way. Yeah, so we'll be able to literally, like, stick our heads in and look. Is it above us or below us? I could climb the robes. Miss Goley, I believe you are the strongest among us. Um, How about this door? All right. Would I be able to pick the locks? You try that first. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah, there is a lock on the uh, on the employee's entrance. You think that you could, uh, you know, use your skullduggery skill, and this will be okay. an average check against your skullduggery to pick it open. So for skullduggery, you're going to use your cunning, and then you're going to upgrade a number of cunning dice, which are the green ones, into yellow, so replacing... Um, with ranks equal to your skullduggery. Okay, so that would be two yellow and three green? Or is it one green? It's one green because you've upgraded two of them. All right, so two purple, two yellow, one green. Mm-hmm. Aha! Three, <laughs> three successes! Killing it! <laughs> We're wasting all of our good rolls before <laughs> combat. <laughs> You're able to combat. jimmy that lock open, no problem. It just opens up. And you think that you do so quietly as well. It's almost as if you've had practice at this. And I put the tools away, and I open the door, and it's like, shall we? And I do a little curtsy to uh, Allison. <laughs> kind of mockingly, just a little. Uh-huh. As it should be. <laughs> <laughs> I draw my pistol. I, I I still have my parasol in my hands, <laughs> as you do. I equip my uh, ragtag pistol. Who's going to lead, and how are you guys going to make your way from this side of the warehouse to the other, where the elevator is? Would you like me to scout ahead quietly? Also, were the animals sort of awake? Do we think that they'll make noise? They were resting, laying down when you looked inside. And so far, you haven't made any noise from the door opening or the lock being undone. Yes, I think it would be best if we could get over there as quietly as possible. But yes, please, if you can scout ahead, particularly to find out what level they're on. All right. I would like to make my way to the elevator stealthily and then sort of look up and down and see where the cage might be. Okay. So stealth is going to be based off of agility. 
and you're going to mm -hmm. upgrade a number of green dice from agility equal to your stealth skill ranks. Okay, so let's do yellow to green. And this is going to be, because you're trying to sneak past the beasts, it's going to be one difficulty and one challenge die because there's two of them. So they uh, kind of help each other out in terms of sensing these things. So one purple and one red. For advantage. Oof. Okay. Not able to sneak over there quietly. You do rouse the beasts and they begin to growl, but something good also happens. Do you have any ideas? All the food. I have all my food. <gasps> oh, <laughs> and I just toss some. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I knew that would be handy. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm so happy. <laughs> With your advantages, even though you're... They still growl. Yeah, they still growl, but you're able to keep them from barking by dumping all of your food through their cages. Hush, puppy! That was brilliant! <laughs> you notice that these dogs like have these strange stitch marks on them. It's huh. kind of weird, and their eyes seem to glow red in the darkness. <laughs> There's also a uh, an empty stall that is just, it has smears of blood on the floor mixed in with the hay. Is it leading to the elevator cage? Yes, it is. All right. <gasps> I try to look at down or up the shaft to see if uh, the cage is below us or above us. It seems to be on the third floor, and you can see that the spiral staircase goes all the way up to the third floor, but at the top where it would go, there seems to be a metal sort of trapdoor that has been flipped over it so the you have access to the second floor and whatever's on there and the the elevator as you inspect it seems to require a key of some kind in order to get it operating but you're not able to gain access to the third floor at this time you'll need to either figure out a way to get through that metal trap door or find an elevator key to get the freight elevator operable is the key about the size of something i could jimmy with my tools or the metal trap door? Yeah, so that's gonna be a... Can I clear my throat? <clears throat> we could take the stairs. And I say, yes, that would prob that was what I was gonna suggest, but there is a trap door up there, and I point. Oh, I missed the trap door, apparently. Sorry. Yeah. Jeez, what are you, Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I figured out what they're doing up there. <laughs> hey, I was helping. But you may be able to pick the lock at the top of the stairs more easily than the one that would for the elevator. If it looks like it's tools I could use for the metal trap door, I would try to jimmy those instead of the elevator shaft. But I figured our, our princess wouldn't want to walk up the stairs. As you begin investigating your options, you realize that if you were to try to work with the elevator, that would be a mechanics check as opposed okay. to skullduggery in order to kind of jury rig it and hotwire it to do what you want. And then as you kind of sneak your way up the stairs to investigate the trapdoor situation, you realize that the lock must be on the other side. Oh. Okay. Shoot it. All right. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> 
You guys. As you're going up the stairs, you notice that on the second floor is an expansive library with books all spread out over tables and lots of volumes stacking up on the walls. And while you're kind of looking around, you hear a crash of thunder that was pretty close by. <laughs> and you hear menacing laughter coming from above you. Oh, no. I, I think uh, time is imperative. Can I attempt? Th- this could be crazy, right? <laughs> Hit me. I kind of brush my hands off like, fine, no one else is going to take care of this and stick my parasol under my arm. I want to attempt a mechanics roll to get the elevator to come down. Okay. That's where I'm going with this. It's going to be three green for me. What? (laughs) Nice. There is one other option, too, that you have available to you. You notice that there's some wires running along it, so you could potentially try to fry its circuits and get it to come down using your elemental touch. Right. I was actually wondering if I could, like, basically jam that in there and, like, be, like, mechanical and then zap it. I'm I'm going to do that. Okay. I brush my hands off. I stick my parasol under my arm and I, I pull off my glove and just reach down with two fingers and basically stick my hand into the wires of the machine. There's, like, a moment where, like, lightning goes zappy. And then I guess we're going to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> How this works. Using magic is going to cost you two strain. So okay. mark down that you've acquired two strain. For this roll, I believe that it's going to be a hard check because you're adding okay. lightning, the lightning yeah. attribute to your elemental touch attack, which is normally average difficulty. And you do have a full pool of story points on your side. But what dice do I use for the ability to attack? Arcana. Oh, oh right. So I have two ranks... And three intellect, so I'm going two yellows, one green. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be three purple dice. Three purple. And I'm going to say, why don't we... Yeah, let's flip flip a story point there and make them all yellow. Good. I needed one going into uh, the finale here. (laughs) Curse you! (laughs) It's more interesting if she can do that. I need to whisper to Cordelia, remind me not to get on your bad side. (laughs) Well, I get my hand in there and, um, and I zap it, but unfortunately I rolled... One advantage. <laughs> Look at all of those blank dice, you guys. Oh, wow. Holy cow. I really okay. wish that you could have rolled a despair right there because I suddenly had a brilliant <laughs> idea for a despair. Well, so I reach in and um and I zap the wires and nothing happens. <laughs> What's the advantage? You can now fry the lock at the top of the stairs with your magical... Ooh. Is that an advantage? I could have gone up and done that before. <laughs> you know what? I will... One advantage. How much strain can I undo with that? One. So let me do that. Unless you guys can think of something that would be really helpful. Maybe the fact that you can run the electricity through the wire means that I will not get zapped if I try to climb it. That's fine. I de-electricize the wiring. I'm good with that. (laughs) Uh, But if you need to get a strain, if you want to get a strain back, that's also good too, because you'll need all the strain you can get. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm like. I don't know. I'm at... I'm at three and I can take 14, so... It's your call. I don't know. I'm, I'm cool with either. Are you going to go try and climb them right now? Probably if we're, if there's, it's like, it's, it seems like time, it's like, ah, then probably it's faster if I just climb up there. How about they're not electric or something, so I, like, I'm giving you a boost die. 
So we decided I've done I've done something to the the wires by zapping them. It didn't get the elevator down, but I've done something to them so that when Goalie tries to climb them, she's going to get a bonus because they're not electrocised. Perfect. All right, Goalie. So you're going to try to uh, shimmy your way up the elevator shaft and there is a sort of maintenance hatch on the bottom of that elevator, but it is going to be tough going. This is going to be a coordination check of the hard variety. So that's going to be okay. three difficulty dice to shimmy your way up there and open up that door. What skill would I use? Coordination. Oh, coordination. So that is just four green dice then and three purple dice. And you want to spend a story point to upgrade it, to upgrade from your green, one of your green to a yellow. I think, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to try and see what happens. I think I feel fairly confident. Okay. I felt fairly confident, too. <laughs> is stuff as nails, can I use that here, or is that more like in combat? What does it say? It says, once per session, your character may spend a story point as an out-of-turn incidental immediately after suffering a critical injury and determine the result. If they do so, they count the result rolled as one. So that would be if you were to, like, fall down after failing, and I had you roll a critical injury for falling down four flights of building. Okay, I'll save it for that then. (laughs) (laughs) Four green and three purple. Come on. Oh, success. At the cost of two threats. So I'm going to say that definitely this is some physical exertion and mental, like, stress as you are holding on for dear life and trying to not uh, fall down. So you're going to take two strain, so record that on your character sheet um, from the threat. But otherwise, you are able to shimmy up there and open up the flap, so you're able to get onto the elevator platform on the third floor. Does it look like there's anyone nearby who spotted me or can see me? So if I take the elevator down, it's not obvious that someone's here so as you look around on the third floor you can see there is a woman in doctor's garb who is hunched over constance who you recognize laid out on a stretcher of some kind strapped in with belts and she seems to be hooked up to some sort of medicinal drip and you see red fluid going out one tube, and green fluid going in the other into Constance. And you also recognize, you don't recognize, but you spot a rather large individual of patchwork limbs stitched together um, who is currently assisting Dr. Petrova over Constance. All around them is kind of this crazy machinery and electrical coils and um, bubbling vats of strange liquid. And the storm seems to be intensifying. And as a lightning bolt strikes the, the warehouse, the machinery lights up and whirs into life. Ugh. Have they noticed me? Like, are their backs towards me? They are focused on their... Uh, experiment, shall we say. I'm going to try to unlock the trap door to the staircase so that you guys yes. can come up quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to do it as quietly as possible to give us as much as 
advantage. Go ahead and make a skullduggery check. This is going to be a hard lock. And in order to do it quietly, that's going to inflict a setback die or a, a black die onto your um, check as well. So go ahead and make a skullduggery check against three purple and a black. And I will, I will not spend a jam. Okay, so that's uh, one green to yellow. The suspense. I know, Emily's <laughs> like, Emily's got the face going on. Like, oh. like, I don't have a plan B at this point. I know. So. <laughs> oh, Woo-hoo! one success and one advantage. Woo. All right. <laughs> so you're able to quietly open up the door and let your friends into the third floor as the experiment is kicking into high gear. And Cordelia, as soon as you pop your pick, poke your head over the trapdoor from the third flight of stairs, you spot Dr. Walton. Where? Leaning over Constance, but there are strange kind of stitches up and down her face and on her arms. (laughs) Oh, that bitch. And not all of those limbs belong to her. I'm gonna gonna whisper to the other two, distraction plan. Distraction plan. And I'm- I shoot Petrova as a distraction. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm the one who's gonna do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're gonna step out away from y'all and shoot Attempt to shoot Petrova in the back of the head. I shoot the other human then, the other humanoid standing oh, there. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. That's Dr. Walton. Do I know that? Do you do you tell me that before I go? We already, we talked about the plan out front. I'm the one who makes the distraction. <laughs> I'm the one shooting. You get Cordova. 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 Constance. 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 <laughs> Whoa, where did that come from? You get Constance and try to get her out. I shoot the IV then. It sounds like we're getting into some initiative. So there is a way for you guys to get initiative tracked. Okay. And um, and it's your cool? Yeah, you guys are like springing a trap. So that's going to be cool for you guys. And this is a simple check. So yeah, you don't roll any purple or red dice. Man, those blank yellows are killing me. Oh, painful. (laughs) And their vigilance is based off of willpower. I'm going to be casting some spells here in a minute. So what that means is that we've got a PC slot before an NPC goes because initiative is kind of shared. If there's a... If a player character rolled that initiative slot, any player character can act in that slot. And if an NPC rolled for the initiative slot, any NPC can act in that slot. And then we go through and then we go back to the the top. It sounded like, Cordelia, like you were making the first shot there. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be rolling my ranged Mm -hmm. ability. This is medium range, so that's going to be two difficulty dice. Okay, so I have one green and one... And you add a setback die from it being inaccurate. And then, I'm sorry, did you say two or three purple? I got a failure, one failure, one threat, and one triumph? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you can't use that triumph to uh, score a critical hit because you didn't succeed on the check. And you're going to take a threat as, like, the anguish of seeing your partner 
adulterated in this way is like just shocking and heartbreaking to you and you miss but something awesome happens even though you missed with your gunshot oh oh i have an idea what? can i say my idea okay go for it since you missed so instead your bullet hits some of the machinery and it starts turning off yeah that's awesome yes awesome puts a giant wrench in the process We hope you enjoyed episode 70 of She's a Super Geek. If you enjoyed what you heard, check out Genesis from Fantasy Flight Games. You can learn more about us at sasgeek.com. Find us on Twitter at sasgeekpodcast. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. Find more music, tour dates, and merchandise at Kieran Strange on Twitter or kieranstrange.com. Join us in two weeks for our next adventure. This is, I'm ready.